What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Mexico Open 2023 DFS DraftKings preview picks, cash picks, GPP plays. We're going to guess who's the chalk. We're going to talk about a little, you know, some guys we want to fade. Talk about what to do with John Rahm at 12K. We're going to get into it. We're going to do our 6K draft at the end, which is going to be brutal. We're going to do it. We're going to have a good time doing it. Thanks for joining us. Um, We're back. We're reunited. We took the week off last week at the Zurich. It was a much-needed week off. One of the things that we did is we onboarded four new blog writers. I talked about it on the betting show, but real quick, we've got four to five new pieces of content dropping this week on tourjunkies.com slash blog if you want to check it out, and they're all free. Our friend Jack Ladderman wrote up a nice little, it's a lighthearted every week around the clubhouse kind of piece where he curates a bunch of funny or awkward or weird or interesting content from the golf world. Nothing to do with betting or DFS, but just a fun piece to get you started on a Monday if you miss something. Then Nate Moore drops in and talks about kind of the golf tournament, the format, what you need to know, past history stuff. Gives a few of his picks and plays. Our boy AK, Alan Klutz, is going to come in with the power fade. It's a bold piece. He's going to talk about three or four names every week in the 8K and above range that you should consider fading and making a case why to gain some ownership leverage. It's basically like a, a mini bunch of chalk bombs. It's kind of crazy. Like little cherry bombs. I don't know. Uh, but that's happening. That's going to drop. And then our boy Vince Margiata, the Italian mafia mob member from New, from New York, is going to hit you with Let's Go Juicing parlay uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday, and then the Save Your Ass Sunday parlay. I can't wait to see for that. I can't I'm wait the to see most that. excited about that. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of exciting. I'm going to be tailing that one for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of exciting things about these writers, and they they all have they have great stuff. I think there's, um, I mean, it, again, I'm excited about them all. Yeah, but the the save your ass parlay. There's just something about it that just really yeah gets me tingling a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have a sweat going going into Sunday, Vince is going to help you get that sweat going. I mean, what are we trying to do? We're trying to end the week up in the positive, right? So yeah. we need to, we need something to save our asses a lot of times, and especially in golf. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, I am looking forward to that one. That'll drop Saturday night or Sunday morning on the blog, so get on it. Um, other news, I will be at the Wells Fargo next week, Quail, Quail Hollow, the elevated event. I'll be there on Tuesday, mm-hmm. part of the day, Wednesday and Thursday. So for the most part, regularly scheduled programming with maybe a couple exceptions, might get done, might not, but I will be bringing some great intel from on the course to the nut hut. So you're going to want to make sure you're in that. Hey, by the let way. me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Aren't you going to stay? Are you going to be in the vicinity of my brother, DirecTV? I, I assume I will be in his vicinity. Yes, I'm staying at his house. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Maybe we could actually get him to come into the chat Ooh, on Wednesday night. Yeah, maybe Wednesday night I can have him with the yeah, and then everybody would be really confused as to who's saying what. You or your they partner. wouldn't know what the hell's going on. They they like yeah, that could be yeah, fun. That, we could do that anyway. I'm, I'm into that. Um, the chat Wednesday night will be lit. All your regularly scheduled programming this week, as well as all the uh, the Wednesday lunch chat with the Nut Hut, the Wednesday night chat with the Nut Hut. We had the first look show this morning. It's popping off. We had a bunch of people winning DFS last week behind enemy lines. Won 5K, won the Birdie Challenge, first place, ripped off that GPP. Uh, we had some big winners at the Heritage the week before, and Pat is turn- has turned in his notice. He's considering uh, quitting Tour Junkies because mm-hmm. now he's a baseball tout. You took down the, uh, the $12 single-entry first-place baseball showdown contest yesterday, and you feel special now, don't you? I, I mean, there's a part of me that wants to pat myself on the back for it. Now, did I just look at 
names and click them because it's a showdown. This is why I like showdowns, actually, because you don't have to pick all these different teams. There's only two teams. Yeah. And you just have to choose. And when I picked the names, I was kind of like, I looked at it, and I said, this is, if, if anybody was advising somebody on one showdown lineup for single entry, yeah. they would think this is the stupidest damn lineup. That's why I won. Ever. How much did you win by? Uh, actually, I won by, for a showdown, I thought it was a lot. It was like five or six points, which I think for a showdown is a lot. Sc- screenshot, your, screenshot your lineup and text it to me real quick, and I'll bring it up on the show. We can take a look at it. I, w- I would be interested. Because we were talking about, of course you did. We were talking about it on the betting show. Like, I can't name, I, I would not be able to name one baseball player per position. I'm I pretty sure I could get a, fir- I, I could get a pitcher. I could get a, an outfielder. No, I couldn't get a, a catcher. No, I couldn't commit to like who's on who's a third baseman and who's not. Um, I just there's just no freaking chance. I'm so out of touch. Dadgummit, Pat. What it's sent as a one of those special files. Hang on, hang on. Why would it do that? Hang on, I'm I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I've already sent this to somebody who laughed at the captain already. Who laughed at the captain? All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to bring it up on the screen. Ready and now. All right, talk talk us through this quick lineup quickly here. Captain okay. is Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson, who played for the the Braves. Obviously, I'm a big Braves fan, and he was an OG Dodger. Actually, um, played well for the Dodgers, but now plays for the Giants. And so I thought that was a little bit. You know, I'm like, eh, I'll go Peterson there. Stripling was a pitcher, and I actually wanted to kind of fade the pitchers, but I felt like I had to have one of the pitchers in there, so I went with the home pitcher with Stripling. And he sucked. Estrada, he sucked. Uh, yeah, Estrada was like, I don't even know. Eric Estrada? Oh, I don't no. know who the hell he is. Oh, yeah. I was like, Estrada is, uh, where is he, batting He's sixth? I thought the, the, the batting position looked okay. Boom, home run. McNeil. I think James. I've got a CPA friend whose last name is McNeil, and I was like, I know a George McNeil used to play yeah. golf when we, when, I mean, that's how old we are. We've been doing this since 2015. George McNeil yeah. used to be a player now and then. Wade Jr., I was like, I'm a junior. I'm going to, and he <laughs> puts that in his name. So I'm going to put this Alvarez guy, no clue who he was. It looks he like Kenny Kim in a Mets hat. Yeah, we Kenny have Kim? to have at least, I think, you can't have like all of one team in a showdown. So I had to choose two Mets. Mm hmm. And in my opinion, the Giants were going to win the game, mm-hmm. but I needed two Mets. And so I chose this McNeil fella and this Alvarez fella. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Alvarez had a home run. And boom, there I go. 64.80. I think I won by four or five points. That's a lot. That's a lot yeah. for a showdown. Yeah. And boom, $1,000. I'm telling you, and a lot of the knowledge, you, some of that knowledge you probably picked up in the nut huddle on the way subconsciously. Oh, I, all always- of it. Even if I didn't really remember who the name was, inherently you pick up things, DB, in the Nut Hut. Yeah. You know, like if you just yeah, happen you to, you run across something and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm going to click that name because somebody said something somewhere in the Nut Hut. That's what happened. Yeah, I love it. Got to get in the Nut Hut, people. You got to do it. You got to do it. It's a great time. People are winning money on all kinds of sports, not just golf. The golf content is great. We do a lot of stuff in there that's going to save you valuable time researching every single week. We do it for you. Uh, this week is packed full of stuff that's that's in there. Plus, you got all the extra live chats. We do three live chats a week with the Nut Hut between Monday and Wednesday. Uh, it's a great value. You get a great community. 
Check it out. Go to tourjunkies.com slash nuthut. The link is in the description of the video. You can join us and all of our friends in the Nut Hut. It's a beautiful place. Um, yeah. All right. Let's, let's move on. Let's talk about this DraftKings slate. Dude, I haven't seen a... Tw- When's the last time we saw a 12K price DraftKings guy? I mean, that, that was a regular thing when we first started in 2015, yeah. 2016. It's been a minute since I think we've seen a 12K guy, which I'm, I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they did it. I'm, I'm glad they didn't make it too soft for you to pay up for John Rom. Like, you, you know, there's a penalty. I mean, it, not a penalty, but like, it's, it's tough. It's a weak field after John Rom and Tony Finau and Wyndham Clark. It gets really weak. Um, so, you know, the, the question is how chalky is John Rom going to be? Because he's going to be chalky. People are going to play him for sure. And I think you can definitely make a case to play him. You can make a case not to play him. His implied odds to win are around 25 to 30%. Um, which means more times than not, he's not going to win. Priced at that, at that point, like in DFS, he probably needs to finish no worse than fifth in DraftKings scoring, probably like third in DraftKings scoring for you to, for you to like return value on that. Um, but where do we think he's actually going to land? Like, is, is it, like, I feel, I feel pretty confident that 30% is definitely, I think that's like the floor. Don't you think 30% is kind of the floor? I, I think you're right. I think when I'm just thinking the top of my head, like the first couple of things that, you know, as far as the ownership concerned, I, I think it is 30 to 35%. Um, you know, here's the thing, though. I just, I feel like it's 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 almost like a, and I don't want to talk politics, but it's like a political affiliation. Like you have people that are all on one side or all on the other, and in this case, I want to be on the side that's against John Rom. Okay, like, I don't I don't want to play John Rom. I get it. That could be stupid. I could be an idiot. But I just want to, I want to, like, and this is one of those events where I feel like I can do this. Like, I could just say, I'm going to fade John Rahm. I'm going to be different somewhere else, which for me, it's actually just going to go dropping down to Finau, who's also going to be chalky. I get it. And then going from there. And I'll just have zero John Rahm because it, you do have to, if you're going to fade John Rahm, you should have 0% in my mind. You don't have any of them. You just go completely the other direction. Um, yeah, and I think there's a lot of people that are going to be making that decision. You, you go extremely take... overweight, or you go zero. Yeah, that's the way I think you do it. And uh, for me, it's just going to go. I'm going to go to zero percent, John Rob. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, where is where the ownership, where the floor is going to be on him? Because to go overweight on him, how how much is that? And you know, I mean, I think 30 is probably the floor. I think it could be as high as 50. I think it'd be as high as 50. In some context. Yeah, I almost feel like you... It, does it feel... Could you go just either 100% or... Do you go all in or not? You none? could. I think you could. Do you go 100 or zero? I think you could. I think you could. I don't know if... I don't... I'm not... I'm not that smart, but I think you could. I mean, so so here's here's the other thing with John Ross. So he's won... I mean, the dude... God, he's won so much already. Um, He's having an incredible season. Uh, we all know this. I mean, at the Heritage, the dude gained 8.8 strokes on approach at the Heritage the week after the Masters. Oh, and he gained almost three off the tee the, the d- days after he won the Masters. So, like, 
no letdown. About this on our, our BSN on the Better Sports Network show last week, too, where I almost felt like John Rahm, it was like a victory tour for him just playing in the Heritage. Yeah. And he still, he still played pretty well, but he had a lot of things going on outside of just actually playing golf. And he still played really good golf. He's he's incredible. Um, I mean, the thing about too, like when you make a lineup with him, if you only play Rom, and you skip everyone else in the nine K range, you can. It's not terrible. Uh, like I played around making a few lineups today. I don't. I the six K range is really gross. Like there's a couple of guys in there that I think are decent values, but it's very very gross. I, I don't. I think a lot of my lineups will not have a single 6K player in them. Even if I end up playing John Rahm in some, I will go Rahm and then a, a bunch of you know very capable 7K guys. Which so I don't know. It, you could you could see a lot of John Rahm lineups that don't make it. You know, don't get six through the weekend. Some of them, man, I probably don't even get five through the weekend because of where you got to go when you put him in there. So I I think you can totally make a case for fading him. But obviously he's clearly the best player in the field by a mile. We talked about on the betting show, Rom is the tier by himself. Finau is also in a tier by himself in this field, although it's rungs down. And then mm-hmm. there's kind of a small group of others and then every kind of everybody else. So I mean he is clearly the guy here. Um do you feel like with if if you're like the guy that's choosing John Rom, and this is your DFS lineup, and this for this week, this is the only time you're playing DFS this week. Like if you're like he like so you're going in and like you're why, why a, would this be the only time you've ever played DFS? The Mexico just, Open just is, work with me here is when just you decide here. you want you're just like work oh. with me. I'm really <laughs> just making a case where I think you should just fade him. So like you like. You got two bars in front of you, okay? One is the dive bar. One is the dive bar in front of you, and then one you're walking down the street, you got a dive bar, and you got freaking Applebee's or something. Be, like, I'd rather have that? a dive bar. Beers of America or whatever that... that what? That, That's a place? That, yeah, it's like 100 Beers of America or whatever. Wor- world of Beer. World, oh, world, of beer. Oh, world of Beer. Is that what you were yeah. trying to think of? Seriously? I don't beers know. of America? <laughs> Is it, was that really the place, or is there a place called Beers of America? Uh, it was World of Beer, but uh, Beers of America popped in. <laughs> I mean, are you? Do you want to go have fun in the dive bar, or do you want to go wor- to World of Beer? Oh like, yeah, I want to go to the dive bar. To. Like, and that's why I think you go. You don't play Rom. You go into the dive bar and see what happens this week. I like that. I kind of like that. You know, my wife and I went to uh, we went to Puerto Rico in the summer, and we stayed on the resort for most of the trip. But then the second to last night, we got out and we went down. We drove all the way down. It was like 30 minutes to San Juan. Mm-hmm. And we got amongst it, like right there in the, among the yeah. people. And you liked it. You got some And we went into that. so many dive bar, hole in the wall thing. And, the, yeah. and it was so much freaking fun. So much yeah. fun. It was the would, best like, night we had. I, and we were like you mad. Fun at, yeah, we were mad that we didn't do that before. Would you have had fun if you went to World of Beer? No, or Beers of America. Or Beers of America, where John Rahm is sitting at the bar, hanging out, asking like <laughs> you some questions about stuff. Like that's what that's what you're deal. That's what you're doing if you're taking John Rahm. Then, Rom then you know week. what? F- screw fictitious Beers of America. I'm out too. We'll just we'll just fade John Rahm. 
we will we will pray that uh, you know the, the fatigue we'll pray that he was running on fumes in Harbortown, running mm-hmm. on pure adrenaline. He goes home, he kicks his feet up, probably hasn't touched a golf club. Not that he has to. But let's I'm 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 justifying this for everybody. Probably hasn't touched a golf club. Only coming here because A, he's defending. B, it's a vacation. It's another, it's an it's of some sort of tropical place he can go. Um that doesn't mean that he cannot show up here with his B minus game and curb stomp everyone in this field to victory. But look, listen, listen. I mean, dude, Beers of America can show up on any block in America. Okay? Yeah. They can kill it the first year. They can kill it. And dive bars over there just like, oh no. Uh. Pissed off. Yeah. But dive bars sticking around. Dive bars there. Yeah. They've been there for a long I'm time. In. Beers of America goes out of business two years later. Yeah. All right. So that's that's what I'm saying. I like it. I, I'm down. I, you, you sold me. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, okay. Brandon Wu almost ran him down here last year. You know, lost yeah. by a shot. Could have ran him down. Anyway, all right. So that's that's John Rom. Um, so we're going to talk about every player in the field, and let's now go to Tony. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. Um, I we both do like Tony Finau. I know that we talked about him on the betting show. We both like his play. The only thing Tony Finau is not doing is putting. That that is the no. only thing. If you're looking at Tony Finau going. Man, he just doesn't seem like he's the same. Something's off. He's not had the high finishes. I get it. He hasn't. But most of that has had to do with the putter. And, you know, these past Palum Greens, we're going to talk about this on a number of guys. These, you know, flat, slow, not grainy past Palum Greens can be tamed at any point by anyone in the field. Tony Finau, you know, runner up here last year, like, he had five bogeys at this golf tournament last year. Five. Conditions this year, I think, are set up to be even easier. Even easier. Tony Finau could play this whole freaking tournament and not make a bogey. That bodes well because I think the winning score is going to have to be at 19-20 under this year. I think they're going to score. I think they're going to go lower than they did last year. There is no wind at all projected. They're going to eat this place up. Just eat it up like, like the dive bar appetizers, you know? Um. So we, we like both of those guys, but if you, you know, if you, let's say you don't play either one of them, you know, you can start, you can certainly go the approach of, of, uh, you know, more balanced looks. I mean, Wyndham Clark to me is the cash play in this range. He's going to be popular, I think as well, when people decide they want to do a lineup without Finau or John Rahm, they're probably going to go to Wyndham Clark. They're probably going to go to Hoygaard and probably Patrick Rogers in this range, which, you know, is going to mean that your low-owned options are going to be Norin, Pendrith, McNeely, Woodland. Those are going to be your low options. Now, we both think Taylor Pendrith is broken and busted, and he should not be here, so I'm not playing him no matter his price. Um, I'm also really pissed off at Alex Norin, so I'm probably emotionally going to fade him. That's an emotional fade for mm-hmm. me. Okay. Uh, Woodland it's is never a- good to do anything emotional well, in golf. I'm doing it. Um, Woodland is a... Easy fade for me because I think his upside sucks. So um, the guy's a fraud. So I'm out on Woodland. The only one I could see getting talked into and tempted by is Maverick McNeely. We shall see. Anybody else here? Well, I mean, I feel like, why are you glossing over Ben on? Oh, I, I, I totally forgot I, I skipped over Ben on. 
Uh, I like Ben on. I think we both we both like Ben on. Yeah, we're big fans. I like Ben on a lot. Ninety one hundred. Yeah. I think he's a good play. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I think Wyndham Clark to me is a cash play. He's a GPP play. I, I like him in both formats. So I, I think you um you, you you definitely play him there. It's just he's just been so solid all year long. He's he's really not, you know, from week to week, course to course. It hasn't really mattered a ton with him. He's just been fantastic and he's a fa- great putter. Um, so I do like Wyndham Clark this week. Um, I don't know if I'm as anti-Woodland as you are, and I feel like this is like, wh- what are the people that they have an issue with, like, they, they like to, like, inflict pain upon themselves? What's um, that called? Isn't there a name for, I should know this. Like the, like, um, damn, what is that word, huh? We're not a very I, smart pot. Sadistic? No. Ma- I don't masochist? Know. There's a part of me that wants to inflict pain upon myself with Gary Woodland. You know, we talked about this on the last show. Like, what would you do to get a master's badge? And I said I would sever my body. Oh, damn. Hold on. Something. Sorry, not masochist. My bad. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to use that word. Oh, wait a minute. A, a, a person who enjoys an activity that appears to be painful or tedious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, a person who derives sexual gratification from their own pain or humiliation. Okay, well, let's let's get out. Wait, let's calm down. <laughs> are you saying not? None are, of us said this. None of us said this. I never said that. <laughs> I'm giving you the definition of what you asked for. Okay, but I didn't say that. I'm just saying, like, there's a part of me that wants to play Gary Woodland. Oh, you want to kind of put I the, you want to kind of put the leather on, pull out the whips and chains and all that okay, stuff, no, and kind of nobody get, ever went in that. You direction. and Gary, huh? Nobody ever went in that direction. I'm just saying, you look at him on a course like this. He's number two in the field off the tee. A lot of, he checks a ton of boxes right. here. Uh, Top three in ball striking. Top three. As if there's like, I should just say third in ball striking, not top three. Fifth in approach, <laughs> DB. 22nd opportunities game. Gary Woodland is there for the taking. Yeah. And he's also there to give you a T28. Okay. That's just what he's going to do. That's what he's going to do. He's been playing well recently, though. Anyway, I, I think, though, he does concern me. But if, he's, if he gets some low ownership, like you said, he's one of the guys that people like just want to skip over. I'm yeah. okay with... Like, he's yeah. sitting in the corner of the, the dive bar just throwing darts. Let me he's ask playing. you this. He's playing darts or something. How chalky does Wyndham Clark have to be for you to avoid him? I think if he's anywhere over 20%, mm. I'd probably maybe avoid him. But I think under 20 in GPPs, I don't care about cash. I could, but see, GP, him, I could see him getting there. 20% is kind of the number for me. I for, so. But you know what? You have to get comfortable with a little bit of that. Dude, we can't play $9,700, 20% plus on Wyndham Clark. I don't care. We can't do that. We can't. No, I think you got to get comfortable no, with no, that. No, 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 no. If, if, if that's what you have to do, then you go balls out John Rom, overwhelmingly John Rom. Mm. pair him with Finau for all I care, pair him with uh, Byung Hun An and stack up, you know, and then 6K guys. I would rather do that than a 20 plus percent $9,700 Wyndham Clark in this field. I don't care. 
I've already bet him. We, I talked about him this morning on okay, the betting show. That's fine one. if that's what you want to do. But let's also reset here and say that, you know what? There are some players in this field. There's a lot of players in this field that you're going to have to get comfortable with in DFS playing at higher ownership than you would ever, ever see them at. Yeah, but it's also a combination of the price. In this field, he takes up so much of my salary in a crappy field to get him at 20%. I just, it's just scary. Real scary. Yeah, but then you start to get into the scaries of the 7K range. That every single name you can click gives you a scary. Yeah. It uh, makes you shake. I just. Uh. 20, 25% plus, like that, that is starting to get real uncomfortable for Wyndham Clark to me. Real uncomfortable. As good as he's playing. I don't know. Let's get, let's get out of this range. All right. Let's, uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's move on to the 8K range, shall we? Um, Before we do that, there's a chance for you to win this Masters hat and this Masters koozie. Look at this Masters 2023 hat and koozie and super easy. It's an easy contest. All you got to do is this download the Picket app. Okay. Download the Picket app. And, and I said this in the betting show. I'm going to piss people off with this. This is only for people who have not yet downloaded it. So if you've already downloaded it, congratulations. You're not entered in this contest. And Good you for can, you. You can gripe. You can piss. You can moan. You can tell me I'm a bad guy. I don't care. We run plenty of contests. This is a, this is a simple little hat and koozie. DB hates RE downloaders. <laughs> <laughs> so... All you have to do is if you've if you've been you know you've been on the edge of downloading the Picket app, you've been looking for one little reason to do it. A reason would be you might be one of a, just a handful of people eligible for me to ship you this hat and koozie from the Masters this year. Tag still on it. Uh, all you got to do is click in the link in the description of the podcast or uh, YouTube video. Download the Picket app. It is actually uh, it's free, and you can get it on iOS and Android. And they pay you to download it. Everyone is going to get at least $3, and one person a day wins $100 when you download the Picket app and you use referral code TJ when you do. Just link up one of your sports books or your DFS sites like Prize Picks, Underdog, Sleeper, Prize, Parlay, Play, whatever, Jock Market. There's all kinds of stuff on there, DFS sites. If you're not in a legal sports betting state, it's super, super easy, and it's fun, and you can track some bets. Track your own bets. You can tail people. If you want to bet John Rom and you want to parlay them with somebody that knows what they're doing with baseball, like Pat, then you can see their picks on Picket, and you can say, dang, this guy wins a lot of money, or this girl wins a lot of money on baseball bets. I'm going to tail them. Parlay it with John Rom. boom. Now John Rom's 11-1, to 1, and you're a happy camper. So download the Picket app, check it out, and uh, we appreciate them for sponsoring the AK range, Pat, which is going to be a rather forgotten spot. I think, you know, I say this, uh, you know, somewhat regularly, but when we have kind of this this clear rom Scheffler tier in one of these weak field events, I feel like the 8K range is often the spot highly, highly under, under-leveraged, under-owned, overlooked, because it just doesn't seem to fit. I mean, even if you just put John Rahm in your lineup and you don't put another 9K guy in your lineup, it still is kind of tough to get at least to the middle upper part of this 8K range with the options that you're left with and the salary cap space available. So. For that reason, I think, you know, I think a lot of these guys are going to get talked about, but I don't know that their ownership is going to, I don't know if there's going to be all that much chalk in here. I'm thinking that some of that chalk could be 
Maybe I feel like Aaron Rye is just a guy in the DFS streets a lot of people like. I feel like Alex Smalley could get some love. The Brandon Wu could get some love. Um, I don't know. What, who do you think is going to be kind of the, the more popular looks here? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're looking at a couple guys in here that, that could get some, some definite looks is, um, you know, certainly Aaron Rye. But here's the thing about Aaron Rye. Like, he just can't put four rounds together. Like, if, if you're not paying attention to all four rounds of golf, which, you know, it's 72 holes if you make the cut, yeah. um, he's not really, like, he, he is, he's like a first-round leader guy. Like, if you want to bet a first-round leader, I get it with Aaron Rye. But, you know, had a first-round lead. Was it, was it at the Heritage? I don't know. T48 was where he finished, by the way. And then he had a first-round lead earlier in the year at, uh, I believe it was Pebble Beach. Oh, yeah, you, and, you hit him a couple times. Yeah, so, I mean, but, but he can't put four together, so I don't, I don't have a whole lot of confidence. And I would rather fade a guy like that, um, who I just don't think, you know, a high-owned Aaron Rye at 8,900, I'm not, I'm not really playing. I think you fade him. Um, but then you got guys that have consistently shown up here in the top 10, like a Ben Martin at 8,600, who I don't think is still going to have a ton of ownership. So I like him at 8,600. Um, you could you could feel differently there, but but I do think that he could be, you know, middle of the road. Um, so I think, you know, Steven Yeager is another one. He's 8,200. You look at the odds, though, and they actually say, like, yeah. Steven Yeager is well thought of. You know, he's like, I've seen him as low as 35 to 1, but yeah. he's missed the cut. he missed the cut at the Heritage. He had a T27 at the Valspar. He was T44 at the, at the players. Yeah, I mean, 35 to 1 puts him in the Hoygaard McNeely Rogers range. Yeah, and that part of, you know, when you look at that, that interests me in him. Yeah. Like, I, I, agree. I know that he's. he's and he's not, not a like, super sexy name. So, like, people will talk about him, but at the end of the day, nobody really loves clicking his name and put him in their lineup. No, they don't. But. But he's, he's won. I mean, yeah. this guy, like, well, he's won on the Corn Ferry Tour a lot. Won on the Corn Ferry Tour like three times, got the battlefield promotion where he went immediately from the Corn Ferry Tour up to the PGA Tour, I think. Could be sure that happened. Could be wrong, could be be right. That happens in golf, could be wrong, could be right. But I I think, are you okay? Good Lord, did I just have a seizure? (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Stay. stay. (laughs) Jeez. Good Lord. Have a anyway, sip from that dive bar beer you got. Go ahead. Anyway, I like Jaeger, though, in DFS for sure. Uh, I also like Jaeger. Um, have, a, have a shot of Jaeger. I'm, I'm a little more bullish on Aaron Rye, but I, don't, I, I could definitely, if he's any kind of chalk, I'm out. Um, ben Martin, I like. I like Ben Martin. I, I'm a little concerned about the distance. I want distance here. Um, so I'm a little concerned about that. Smalley is interesting to me. Smalley played well here last year. Good iron player, ball striker. I didn't have the great finishes. I think I'm out on B. Woo. I'm definitely out on Andrew Putnam. I think Andrew Putnam, just a, a short hitter that makes a lot of his money due to incredible around the green play. Uh, I think he's a s- totally stupid play here, even if he's low owned. I, I, not a good course fit whatsoever. Um, Do we just skip over Grillo? 
Yeah, like, I'm, I feel like he's the guy that like like we have not talked on the betting show. I know I'm kind of skipping over not, him though. We have like, not why do I want? About, I don't care. I don't want Grillo. I'm not buying. Off, coming off of his top ten finish at the yeah. Heritage, yeah, where he gained six strokes around the green. Congratulations, like that's amazing for him. That that you know how many times that's happened? Never. That was his highest around the green performance of his PGA Tour career. Sure, he had a decent Iron Week, which he's he's he has spike Iron Weeks. But I mean, he's not. I, I don't. I'm not buying the Grillo hype and, and the price. To me, I think Jaeger. I think Smalley. I think freaking Robbie Shelton. I'd rather have over Emiliano Grillo. Matt Wallace. I like. Grillo is he is so shitty around the greens. It pisses me off. He wasn't. I at watched the him at the Players Championship. But the Heritage like, is easy to chip around. Yeah, and his chipping is so bad. You don't uh you don't wanna you don't wanna play uh you don't wanna play Matt Wallace? Just one Corrales, past Ballum, coastal kind of. Does off the tee does off the tee kind of bother you a little bit with No, him? because I think he loses a lot of those strokes off the tee because of his towards. His towards is broken. Mm-hmm. Which out here you've got that wide open fairway, man. Just let it rip, dude. Let it rip. He's a he hits it far enough. He's got like hundred and 16, well, you know, I don't mind Matt Wallace in general. I mean, he's <laughs> and he's been playing well. I, I hear you there. I think my favorites are Jaeger, Shelton, probably Smalley. And I did a big old rant on Bo Hostler on the betting show. So I won't. I won't get into that. See, for me, I would say that my favorites would be Ben Martin. I like Smalley. Uh, I still believe. I believe in Brandon Wu. I believe in Brandon Wu. Um, but I also think Jaeger makes some sense. I think Jaeger's my cash play here. Yeah. Okay, that's the AK range. Let's talk about the 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 large seven K range, Pat. We got a nice Ooh. nice large seven K range. Before we do that, gotta remind you about our friends at SoBet. Listen, this is crazy. Like on Twitter, on Twitter, you know, anybody could get on there and say, Hey, I'm a I'm a sports handicapper, I'm good, check me out. SoBet. They actually, you're, the, the feed that you're looking at is all their pros that they curate, that they vet, that they make sure know what they're doing before they give them access to their platform. It's not a bunch of schmucks up there running around posting whatever. They, they've brought us on as their first ever golf handicappers, but they got every sport covered by a bunch of sharp people, a lot of great content, and you can trust that when you are looking at somebody posting plays that they actually have been vetted and they know what they're doing. So if you're betting and you want to tail it, this is a brilliant thing. I don't see anyone else doing what SoBet is doing. And for only $9.95 a month, you can check them out. Use code TJ. Get all access to those pros, over 30-plus pros, exclusive content. We are doing content on SoBet. Uh, I'm putting out an exclusive bet on SoBet every single week. The other thing that they do that I love is they make everyone track the bets they make them post units to the bet they make them recap the weeks and the days whether they win or lose so there's full transparency on the platform that's something that's hard to find these days so bets doing it right really cool company check it out link in the description below sign up using promo code tj give it a trial run see what you think you can you know if, if you if it's not for you you can get out it's no big deal but it's 9.95 a month to give you unlimited access just check it out there's thousands of people cashing tickets just blindly tailing bets like I did yesterday, I blindly tailed my boy Gutsy's three baseball bets. I don't even watch baseball. I just said I couldn't name a single 
like half half the positions on the field, I couldn't name one player. And I just blindly tailed him and won all three of them. So so that's doing it right. Check it out. 7K range. Pat. Uh, let's see. Where, let me get to my 7K range here. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty skinny, bro. It's pretty skinny. Um, I, I do like Lee Hodges and Will Gordon up top. Mm-hmm. I like both. I like Gordon. Talk about not being able to put four rounds together. Gordon can't put four rounds together. But who knows? It could make it happen here. Uh, I actually, honestly, the top four. I, li- I like Bramlett. Bramlett missed the cut here on the number last year. I think he could have done well here. He's playing really nice right now. And we talked about Luke Liss on the betting show. DFS maybe scares me. Like, I, I might actually prefer to bet Luke List at 90 to 1 right now and just hold my nose and put in the quarter unit and be done with it. But DFS, maybe I'm a little more nervous. Um, but I do think List, this is, a, this is about as good a spot. Considering how poorly Luke List is playing right now, there's, this is about as good a spot he could roll up to. I'm trying to think. The only way this could be better for Luke is if, like, the wind really picked up and it became more difficult. Mm. But, like, wide fairways, bombs away, tons of long irons over 200 yards, 225 yards, easy greens. Like, that, that's about the best-case scenario for Luke. Yeah, I agree. Luke is, um, I mean, and, and if you think about it, too, like, Despite the, how inconsistent he can be from week in and week out, um, and you are like you're you're the Luke whisperer. Whenever you you talk about him, he he tends to uh, win every week. Mm-hmm. Every week you talk about him, not every week. So you have a very good record. Mm-hmm. If you talk about him every week, you can't lose. That's true. Uh, so, I, but I do like him. I think he's he's a good player. So I I, I think. I'm with you there. I'm with you on Lee Hodges. I'm with you on Will Gordon. Um, I think a couple others here that I'm I'm interested in. The Eric Cole is one. You know, Eric Cole has is, is, is been a guy we've seen up on leaderboards. Um, we saw him at the Honda Classic. Uh, he's 7,500. I like him. I really love Austin Eckert down at the bottom here. Wow. He's 7,000. He finished fifth here last year. Um, great off the tee. He has those numbers for you. Kind of very consistent across the board. Um, so I like Austin Eckroat. Another guy that I find a little bit interesting here is Andrew Novak. He's yeah. at 7,300. I, I think like he's, him. he's one that just really kind of pops for me, especially par five scoring. Remember, you got poor, four par fives this week. Now, a couple of them are pretty long. But still, with the wide open fairways and everything else, they're going to be bombing it on every hole. Um, so I think that's important to look at. I'm a Wu fan. I'm a Wu fan, DB. I, I do like Brandon Wu, who's going to be in the 8K range, but I like Dylan Wu almost more. And I, I, we talked about this on the betting show, and you kind of you swayed me in this direction. I think Dylan Wu could be better than Brandon Wu. Yeah. Yeah. Now, look. I think so. I, as far as I know, there is no relation between the two. Okay? Let's just go ahead and get that out. Not that it matters. I'm just saying. But (laughs) I mean, some people might think that they're related, and so they might, you know, one of them's something like one of them's birthday is is this week, and like because they're related. I don't know. That doesn't really mean anything. Anyway, I think Dylan Wu is the way to go over Brandon. 
they'd be. I, I I agree. I'm more of a Dylan Wu guy. I don't, I'm not buying the the Brandon Wu at the price. I'm with you. Uh, if I'm gonna yeah. if I'm gonna roll with him from seventy one the seventy one hundred and seven k range, I like no one in that range. This is why the Rom. Like the full, wait, say that again. From what range? I don't like anyone at seventy one hundred or seven k. No one. The, the, you don't even like Austin Eckert. No. You don't even like Maddie Schmidt. No. Not enough. Jimmy Walker isn't calling your name. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. Um, let me tell you somebody along the Jimmy Walker lines who I'm tempted by. Is anyone paying attention to how good Charlie Hoffman started to hit his irons again? He had a hole-in-one, by the way, at Missouri. Of course. Everyone, everyone has seen the hole-in-one. Um, also, I don't, know if, I, don't, I, I don't know this for a fact, but, I mean, Charlie's hitting it. He's hitting it long right now. Like He's, he's hitting it long. He's gaining strokes driving distance. A good bit. He's got plenty of plenty of pop. The putter is terrible. Putter's worst has been in his career. But I mean, it's past Palum. Whatever. I don't know. Charlie Hoffman's interesting to me. I feel like there's I feel like there's just some ball striking upside there. EVR a okay. little bit at seventy two. I love Novak. I'm with you on Novak. Harry Hall is a guy that was getting a little bit of chatter in the first look show today. The thing I don't love about Harry Hall is a lot of his strokes gained are, off, are all short game, and I just don't think that's no. as important here. I don't love that. Akshay is going to be popular, I think, in the, in, the, in the larger DFS fanboy contest because everybody loves Akshay. And I could take him or leave him in DFS. Uh, I think I talked about betting him at 130 to 1. That's a little different. You know, he's obviously got the skill set here. He can go super low, which you're going to have to do. He hits it a long way. He is tempting, but I, I will not be afraid to fade Akshay if the ownership gets out of control. Lonto and Dylan Wu right there at 75, I, I would probably prefer over your boy Eric Cole. I don't hate the Eric Cole play. I, I just, I think I prefer Lonto and, and D. Wu. Um, a lot of people jazzed up about Dylan, uh, David Lipsky and his finish last year. He was, you know, I think he did, I think he finished top 10 here last year or something. I, I think it was kind of an anomaly finish. Like he doesn't check a lot of boxes for this place uh, as a whole. And he was, I think he was the only guy in the top 10 that averaged under 300 yards off the tee for the week last year. So I, I think I'm probably out on him. Kazire's a little interesting, but scares the hell out of me. You know who I hate? Why do people like Nate Lashley so much? I don't even, I mean, maybe he's a good guy. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't, I'm not talking about him personally. There's something about him that I don't like. I don't understand it. Like all the people in the chat and the Discord today, Nate Lashley, Nate, Nate Lashley, Nate well, Lashley. Well, because he's a, he is a very good ball striker. He's very good on approach. Is he? What? Typically, he is. Yes. I mean, he's okay. I mean, yeah, I see. I see some green, but there's not a lot of. I mean, there's very little dark green on Fantasy National. I mean, it's it's like okay-ish. I mean, he's twelfth in the field over the last twenty-four rounds in approach, and I bet if he went longer than that, he's probably better in the field. Yeah, I, he's he is a good iron player. He he hits it nowhere. But the problem is, is that there's a Nate Lashley course out there, and this one isn't. It. Yes, that is true. That is true. 
Yeah, everybody's going to see like the Puerto Rico finish. It'll be like, oh, look, they see Puerto Rico yeah. past Palom. And then they're going to see the other Puerto Rico finish last year when he finished seventh. And saying, you know, Puerto Rico is not this place. Corrales Punta Cana is not 7,400 yards and a ton of 220 yard approach shots. I don't know. And, and I do think the course could firm up a little bit this year. Maybe it, maybe it, I don't know. I still don't love it. I mean, it means he's hitting probably lower, lower lofted irons into these greens. I don't love it. I just don't understand the Nate Lashley love at all. I never yeah, have. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. hundred percent. Especially at the price, man. I don't like, who, who, Oh, all right. Let's move on. Uh, oh, oh, I do want to do this. I do want to do this. Let me pull this up. So before we get to the 6K draft, let's look at... I want to show you what I'm doing on... Uh, I'm going to share my screen here, Pat. We're going to do something weird here. We're going to get, get different. All right, Underdog. Our friends at Underdog have started dropping odds um, sooner, which is nice. Very, very nice. Started dropping their... their uh, their their week their daily plays so for, for round one plays are up and available and i'll show you the three that i like the most and you tell me what you think i like the lower than a bogey and a half for tony finau and i know that may be like oh that's only two bogey. what what tony finau last year at this event in tougher conditions because there were more windy days and stuff tony finau last year had uh, two rounds where he had one, bird, one bogey. His final round on Sunday, he had zero bogeys. And then he had one round where he had three. So three of the four rounds, he had one or zero bogeys. He had five total for the week. He's still hitting it amazing. I like the lower on Tony Finau. There is zero win projected for Thursday. Um, so one bogey or, uh, one bogey gets us, gets us home there with, uh, with old Tony. Can you imagine if that was your own game? Oh God, it'd be amazing. Amazing. No chance. Uh, I like Wyndham Clark and I like P Raj lower than 68 on the strokes. Par 71, you know, three under pushes at least, which we don't want both of them to push, but three under pushes. Um, but they could get to four under again, easy scoring day. Patrick Rogers played great here last year, had a couple low rounds below the 68 number. Wyndham Clark, obviously, we've talked about him ad nauseum. You know, I, I would probably do an insurance payout here. So if you hit two out of the three, you just get it back. If you hit, uh, if you hit all three, you 3x yo cash. So if you bet 100 bucks on the insured payout and you hit all three, you win 300. If you hit two out of three, you just get the 100 back and you lose nothing. So I like that with Underdog. I don't think they have the rivals up yet. Uh, no, they don't. All right. So anyway, that's our underdog uh, play, or my, my early lean here for the underdog plays. So check that out. Yep, Pat's got the t-shirt on. Look at there. Link in the description if you don't have an underdog account. Here are the states where they're eligible if you're watching on YouTube. You have the pick'em side and you have the draft side. The best ball drafts are available as well. We didn't go over that tonight, but that's a lot of fun. Those have reopened up for the major championships, the remaining three. So you can get in there and draft right now for the remaining three majors. It's a lot of fun. Do that. It's a good time. All right, 6K draft, and we are out, Pat. Let's get to it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to start. 6K draft is tough, dude. Uh, it's real tough. I am going to go with – I can't believe I'm doing this. I mean, I, I, I don't know if we've talked about this guy in a year. 
But, I mean, I think I'm going to go with Cameron Percy. <laughs> this is, we're going to laugh at everybody in this range, but I don't mind it. I really. think I'm going to go with Cameron Percy, who is, has known to be a solid iron player. Gained some strokes off the tee. He's, he's, you know, he's a little shorter, but whatever. Um, and he's finally kind of figured out the putter a little bit. Like his whole thing has always been the putting. This season, he's turned up with the putter. With the putter, like he's turned up, and he's had some decent finishes. Sixteenth at the Valspar Copperhead. Are you kidding me? Twelfth at the Honda. Eighth at the Wyndham last uh, August. Top twenty-five at Fortinet. I don't know. I think I think Percy's. Uh, I think Percy's got potential at sixty-nine hundred. Okay. Um, I am going to go to Mr. I'm not Cameron. I am Carson Young at 6,600. Because every time I see C. Young up there, I want, you know, up there in in an event where Cameron Young is in the event, Carson Young is up there. And he's actually been playing well. I mean, you look at, I mean, his stats aren't really going to wow you if you're a stats guy and you're only going off your models. But he's got some good finishes, including a T twenty, you know, top twenty finish last week, T nineteen at the Heritage. He was T thirty eight at Corrales. I think he's had some other good finishes this year as well. So Carson Young at sixty six hundred, I think, is a good play. Okay, okay, okay. I like it. Um, man, I'm debating between. Let me look up this guy real quick. All right, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Tano Goya. Tano, 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 absolute bomber. Um, good dude, too. Uh, he's, he's been making cuts. He's only missed, let's see, in 2023, he's played in nine events. He's only missed two cuts. You know, the upside hasn't really been there. His best finish was an 11th at Puerto Rico, a 26th at the Amex. But out of those events in 2023, Tano's doing his thing, which, which you love to see. 6,700 Tano Goya for me. All right. I will go up to sixty nine hundred. Our boy Austin Smotherman is. Oh, you're going right smock daddy. Going smock daddy. You know he's. I, I know he's not like the the longest guy on the tour, but he's not short. Just, a, just he's not short. He's a solid player. He's made three of his last four cuts um, with a thirty sixth at the Valspar, thirty fifth at the Players, T sixty seven last week, missed a cut at Valero. I like Austin Smotherman here, sixty nine hundred. I don't know what happened to him at the Heritage. He had a really bad iron week or two days because he missed the cut. But typically, like last no, year... he made the cut at the Heritage. Oh, yeah, he did. He finished DFL, sorry. Uh, or yeah, almost. He um, but he, was, he did make the cut. Yeah, you're right, he did. But <clears throat> I know last year when he was doing his thing, like his mid and long iron game was very, very good. Like He's yeah. better with mid and long irons in his hand than he is a wedge contest, for sure. With my last pick, I am going to do it, Pat. I'm going to uh, I'm going to pull out a, a weird one. Okay, sponsors exemption. Um, he is. Uh, let's see. Let me just make sure I get this right. I, I want to see if I can. Uh, I want to make sure I get this right here. Yeah. Uh, where's he? Hold on. Hold. Hold. He is okay. Yeah. Now, the, the one knock against him, he played at University of Florida. We don't like. But he, he, he hails from Argentina. He's on the sponsor's exemption. He is, he is very cheap for this field. Very cheap. It is $6,500 Alejandro Tosti 
Toasty. Mortal Kombat reference. Uh, Alejandro Toasty is a uh, he's he's a guy on the Corn Ferry Tour making waves right now. Currently 27th in the Corn Ferry Tour points list, 444th in the world golf ranking, but doing his thing on the Corn Ferry Tour. Coming off a T22 finish at the Lacom this past week, a T10 and a T7 before that on the Corn Ferry Tour, a T22 at the Bahamas event, the second Bahamas event on the Corn Ferry Tour this season. He's got a T6 and a T5 in Argentina on the, shoot, what tour is that? Latin America tour. Uh, that's all in 2022, and or the, the fall season of 2022 and 2023. Guy can go low. I like him. So I'm going to go with Toasty at 6,500. I believe in the sponsor's magic. Might all right, well, well. Might this well. range is really testing us, Stevie. Yeah, this is a, really te- a Toasty is- range. Toasty range. Yeah. It is, and I'm going to go with a guy that I don't know if I've ever uttered his name on our podcast, Sweet. but you know he had a top 10 finish, DB, back at the, uh, where is he? I lost him. Top 10 finish at Corrales. Has played definitely a few events on tour. So Brent Grant. Ooh. Brent Grant is 6,800. He bombs it. He is third in the field in strokes gain off the tee. 22nd in par 5 scoring. He got four par 5s this week. 10th in birdie or better percentage. Everything else is a little bit not that great. A little bit not great. He is 38th in par 3 scoring, which you do have um, five par 3s, which is a little unusual about this golf course. Um, Two longer ones over 200 yards. But anyway, Brent Grant, 6,800. That will be my last one. Love it. So the 6K draft goes Cameron Percy, Carson Young, Tano Goya, Austin Smoth Daddy Smotherman, Alejandro Tosti, and Brent Grant. Yikes. That is a hideous 6K draft if I've ever seen one. I don't know that we've had a worse one. And we've had plenty of non-elevated events. Yeah, but, you know. This is bad. This is is, a bad feel. It'll happen. (sighs) But money to be made, and we shall make it. We hope you make it, too. We will see you in the chats. Don't forget to check out the Tour Junkies blog, all the new writers getting it going this week. Probably a lot of the articles are already up right now, so go check that out. And then, again, I'll be at the Quail, I'll be at Quail Hollow for the Wells Fargo next week. Uh, a lot of good content coming out of there into the Nut Hut. Let's see you in there, and let's see those, uh, those green screens this week on, in the DFS streets. You know, we hadn't said this in a while, Pat. Let's get a little green screen disease. You know what I mean? Let's do that. Let's get a Let's little bit of that, that disease in you. The green screen disease, like Pat had for Major League Baseball Showdown on Sunday. All right, and everybody say goodbye to Pat. This is his last show. He's going to start yeah. his own baseball show. All right. See ya. Make your screens be green. See ya.